0: Dr. Cortesar, a voice said. Paolo answered with a grunt and a wave of his hand that meant, go away, I'm busy, in any language. Dr. Cortesar, the voice repeated, insistent. Paolo pulled his gaze away from the screen and turned around. A pale-skinned person of indefinite gender stood in a lab coat, holding a large hand terminal. Palo thought their name was Caton, Canton, Cantor, something like that, one of the lab's army of technicians. Competent, as far as Paolo could recall, but now interrupting him, so there would have to be consequences. The nervous look on Caton, Cantor, Canton's face told him they were aware of this fact. Before Paolo could speak, the tech said, The director asked me to remind you that you have an appointment with, the tech's voice went low, almost to a whisper, him, with him. The tech did not mean the director. There was only one him. Paolo turned off the video display and checked to make sure the monitoring systems were recording everything before he stood up. Yes, of course, he said. And then, because he was making an effort these days, Thank you, Cantor. Caton, the tech replied with visible relief. Of course. Please let the director know I'm on my way. I'm supposed to accompany you, Doctor, Caton said, tapping on the hand terminal as though this fact was on a list somewhere. Of course. Paolo pulled his coat off a rack by the door and headed out. The bioengineering and nanoinformatics lab of the University of Laconia was the largest research lab on the planet, possibly in the entirety of human space. The university campus spread across nearly 40 hectares of land on the outskirts of the Laconian capital city. His labs accounted for almost a quarter of that space, like everything on Laconia, it was orders of magnitude larger than it needed to be for the people who inhabited it now. It had been built for the future, for all those who would come after. Paolo walked briskly along the gravel path, checking the monitor on his forearm as he went. Caton jogged along behind. Doctor, the lab tech said, pointing in the opposite direction. I brought a cart for you. It's in Parking C. Bring it around to the pen. I have something to do there first. Caton hesitated for a moment, caught between a direct order from him and the responsibility of being his chaperone. Yes, doctor, Caton said, then ran off in the other direction. As he walked, Paolo scanned through his task list for the day to be sure he wasn't forgetting anything else then plucked his sleeve down over the monitor and looked up at the sky. It was a lovely day. Laconia had a bright cerulean blue sky, with a few cottony white clouds scattered about. The massive rigging of the planet's orbital construction platform was very faintly visible. All long arms and empty spaces between, like a massive oligonucleotide floating in space. The gentle wind carried the faint, burned plastic scent of a local fungus analogue, releasing what passed for spores. The breeze pushed the long fronds of dog whistles across his path. The grunchers, approximately the same ecological niche as crickets, with even a few morphological similarities, that clung to the plants, hissed at him when he got too close. He had no idea why the weeds had been named dog whistles. They looked more like pussy willows to him. And naming an insect analogue that looked like a cricket with four limbs a gruncher made even less sense. There didn't seem to be any scientific process to the naming of the local flora and fauna. People just threw names at things until a consensus arose. It annoyed him. The pen was different. From the other lab buildings. He'd had its walls built from single sheets of high impact armor plating welded airtight into 90 degree angles to make a dark metallic cube 25 meters on a side. At the building's